Squad, attention! Right, feet, forward, hunt, left, right. Left, right, right, right. I arrived at my first duty station. I'm 9-11. Yes, that 9-11. One shot, one kill. You're listening to Veteran Voices. Veteran Voices. Veteran Voices. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Veteran Voices Podcast. It's Friday, March 6th, and I'm your host, Alex Simpson. If you are just joining us, the Veteran Voices Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast put on by the Springfield, Missouri Veterans Upward Bound. The VUB is a federally funded program that is free to qualifying veterans. VUB's focus is helping veterans navigate the world of post-secondary education. Through this podcast, it is the VUB's hope that we can help provide you, the listener, with information about the program and the resources needed to help you begin your academic journey and become successful. On this week's podcast, we'll be speaking to with Ethan Sykes, the Academic Advising Coordinator for VUB. We'll be looking at important event dates coming up within the VUB. And I'll be reading another entry from the Veteran Voices Literary Magazine. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Listener, it's never too late or too early to start thinking about your educational goals. And here at the VUB, we have a dedicated staff that works hard to help veterans attain those goals. Ethan is the advising coordinator for VUB and has been with the program now for two years. He is a dedicated member of the staff and is often the first person a new participant meets. Ethan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate the opportunity coming on board today and discussing benefits with you. Ethan, can you give our listeners a brief overview of what you do at the VUB? As a coordinator for advising, I assist veterans with admissions, financial aid benefits, and career planning. Many participants we see don't have any idea where to start, and it is my job to help ease the transition back to school. That's great. These are all areas that many people have difficulty navigating when they first look into college. Can you tell our listeners what it's like to navigate the GI benefits process? Finding a way to pay for college is very crucial and can be extremely complicated if you've never done it before. Most veterans would either qualify for the Montgomery or the post-9-11 GI Bill. To be eligible for the Montgomery GI Bill, you must have made 12 monthly payments toward education and served at least two years while you were in the military. You receive your payments directly with the Montgomery GI Bill and required to pay the school. The majority of veterans who don't qualify for the Montgomery GI Bill are eligible for the post-9-11 GI Bill. Now, the post-9-11 will pay the school directly, provide a monthly allowance for housing, and give a $1,000 yearly book stipend. The bad thing is, if you chose the post-9-11, then you have to give up the Montgomery GI Bill if you are eligible for it, so you should know what you have before you pick. I recommend contacting the VA and asking if you made payments on your education while you were in the military to help find out which one you're qualified for. What is the process to apply? You first need to apply for benefits on the VA.gov website, which can take up to 30 days to process. After you receive your Certificate of Eligibility, which is the letter that states the benefits you have, you will then need to turn it into your school's certifying official, which is usually the Veterans Service Office. 
Once you've registered for classes at that school, you will then need to complete a certification request, usually a form, on the school's website, letting the school official know that you want to use your benefits. Now, every school is different, and you should definitely check the policy, but this is typical practice that you see. The school official will then process the paperwork and send it to the VA to approve, which once again can take a while. This process can be very tedious, and the problem that we run into with our students is that they will decide to apply last minute and expect the process to be expedited. Oftentimes, this results in a delay of benefits, causing a lot of unnecessary stress for our veterans. My best advice is if you're thinking about going to school, start early so you can have everything ready when you begin. And what happens when a student can no longer attend classes? That is a great question, Alex. The population we work with face some of the toughest barriers. Many are working full-time jobs, taking care of families, and trying to balance school on top of it all. They'll start a program and quickly realize they don't have enough time to devote to studying or find themselves missing class for other priorities. It is recommended that for each credit hour of class you take, you have two hours to devote to studying or completing homework. And surprisingly, that is shocking to a lot of our students that we see. You know, if you want to go full-time to receive your full benefits, you usually have to take 12 credit hours, which equals about 36 hours of work for the week. Um, and that's including time during class. We've seen many veterans just stop showing up to class. And be careful because some schools have policies where they will drop you from class if you don't attend in two weeks. Would you say that that has an impact on financial aid? Yes, definitely. The VA can be pretty unforgiving if you don't follow the process just right which adds another step in the barriers and complication of the process. If students withdraw or get dropped from class, they could owe for each class that they are no longer in. They can attempt to file an appeal, but most of the time the responsibility is put back on the student and them not showing up for class. In some cases, it's almost better to show up and fail the class and retake it the following semester than to drop and owe money. However, you also have to keep in mind that you have a class completion rate and you have to stay in good standing if you are receiving any type of federal aid. So there's kind of a juxtaposition between making sure you're getting GI benefits and um, if you're wanting to receive federal aid. Great. Any last advice? All of the information presented is a general overlook of the GI benefits. Each person's situation is different, and I cannot hammer that enough. I strongly recommend reaching out to your school's veteran service representative to discuss your benefits and learn more about the process. You can get a lot from your benefits, but you can also lose a lot if you don't keep yourself accountable. Ethan, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to talk with me. Thank you so much, Alex, for having me. I really appreciate getting the opportunity to come talk about benefits and hopefully help our veterans understand a little bit more about the process. We'll be interviewing more of the wonderful VUB staff in the future. Also, details on how to contact the VUB will be provided later in the program, so please stay tuned for that. Welcome back to the Veteran Voices Podcast. As mentioned in the A segment of this podcast, we have some events coming up at the VUB. These events are free to participants and can be a good time to make an introduction with the VUB staff and see if you qualify for the program. Starting on March 23rd, we begin with our next run of refresher courses. The VUB is all about preparing you for success in college, and if it's been a while since you attended school, your math and English skills may be a bit rusty. 
That's where the VUB comes in. The refresher courses provide four weeks of free classes that help you rebuild your math and English skills so that you're more prepared to take those credit classes in college and don't feel so overwhelmed. We also understand that your time is valuable, so we have a flexible schedule for the refresher courses, offering morning classes and evening classes and even an online section. If you're interested in the refresher courses, send us an email at vub at otc.edu so we can send you a sign-up link. On March 26th and 30th, from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., we are having a scholarship workshop. Scholarships are a great way to get extra money for school, but they can often be a bit difficult to navigate and how to apply for them and what is expected. This workshop will help you with those problems. You can also see a full list of our events on our website, which will be listed in the show notes. Aside from these upcoming events, the VUB is proud to help students with their writing ability and to show off their work. As mentioned in our last episode, we had a special opportunity last year to promote our participants and other veterans' work through the publishing of the Veteran Voices Literary Magazine. I'd like to take a moment here to read a short story submitted by one of our participants. The following story is called Reflections by Mitch Jensen. I am a senior, non-commissioned officer for the Army National Guard with 17 years of military service. At the end of my last rating period, I received a non-commissioned officer's evaluation report, NCOER, from an accomplished captain. Under the knowledge portion, he selected MET standards. There were a lot of implications I gathered from that single check in the box. Yes, I was meeting the standards that the Army had set for me to be capable of accomplishing the mission. But on the other hand, he didn't annotate that I exceeded expectations, meaning I could do more. I was left thinking, what could I have possibly done differently to have exceeded the standard in the knowledge department? After a short period of reflection, I evaluated my knowledge as a senior non-commissioned officer and a soldier. My first impressions were that I could send 130 soldiers overseas, completely outfitted and combat ready, and coordinate all of their transportation. I could send 50 trucks, 9 shipping containers, and hundreds of weapons 8,000 miles away without breaking a sweat. I could repel out of a Black Hawk helicopter to a snow-covered mountains while working effectively with foreign soldiers utilizing an interpreter and not have a single issue. How much more knowledge did I need? After further reflection, I thought to myself, can I spell anything other than four-letter words? No, not really. Can I put together a sentence? I knew the answer, and the answer was no. Can I do any level of college algebra? Nope, I sure can't. I asked myself, how am I, an uneducated hillbilly from the middle of nowhere Missouri, going to mentor young officers and junior enlisted soldiers to become better than me when I have no idea how or where to use a comma? I want to leave this military with soldiers better than myself. I don't want them to have to learn what I did the hard way. That could be difficult to do when I'm hardly capable of communicating my thoughts coherently. After talking to my mentors, a chief warrant officer, and the captain mentioned above, we decided that at the age of 36, it was time for me to go to college. One thing I've learned throughout my military career is you should always have mentors in everything you do. It doesn't have to be a senior NCO, a field grade officer, or a chief warrant. It's best to have people all around you, seniors, peers, and subordinates, that are confident enough to tell you what you need to improve on and where to sustain. The same can be said from the college experience, regardless of the position. It may be either fellow students, coaches, or professors. Everyone needs people in their life to guide them. 
With the help of new and old mentors, I decided to go to college. Within five business days, I applied to Ozarks Technical Community College, set up my federal tuition assistance, attended OTC's STAR program, and enrolled in classes. A couple of months later, I was sitting in the barracks at a senior leader's course in New Hampshire and writing my first essay for English composition. When I received an email from the Veterans Upward Bound requesting articles and artwork submissions from veterans. I'm a decent artist, so I thought, perhaps I'll send them a small piece of my art. Then I thought to myself, I didn't take on this adventure to do that which I'm already capable. I'm here to better myself, and when have I ever turned down a challenge? It's time to write an article. I was once told, you'll never make it through basic training. I did make it, and now I'm the same rank as the senior drill sergeant was. I was also told I couldn't run a marathon. I did that as well and placed second. I've always had challenges and obstacles put in front of me, but the military has given me the discipline and character to take them head on. Yet, that doesn't mean that I've done everything on my own. It's quite the opposite. I urge veterans thinking about attending colleges to do so. No matter how ill-prepared you believe you are or how dumb you think you are, you can be successful in college. You may need some assistance as you go, but you can help others along the way. I'm not sure where this collegiate road will lead me, but I do know that if I can do it, anyone can. I will never quit. I will never accept defeat. Welcome home. The poems, short stories, and essays in the Veteran Voices magazine really help veterans to express themselves. When a veteran returns to civilian life, they can often feel isolated from the rest of the society. Whether or not that isolation is self-imposed, one thing is certain. It can be difficult for a former soldier to identify with and interact with peers that have not had those same experiences. The works in the Veteran Voices Literary Magazine allow soldiers to communicate their feelings through storytelling and other forms of creative writing. As I mentioned last podcast, I hope to continue to be able to share some of these with you in the hopes that it will inspire you to write your own and even possibly submit one to our next Veteran Voices Literary Magazine which we'll be publishing in the fall of 2020. Before I sign off, I'd like to provide you with our contact information. If you are a veteran who is interested in pursuing higher education, you can contact us at 417-447-7840. You can also email us at vub at otc.edu. Until next time, listener, this is Alex Simpson signing off. The preceding podcast was a production of the OTC VUB program. Veterans Upper Bound is 100% federally funded through a grant from the U.S. Department of Education at $287,510 annually. All the music in this program is royalty-free and was used with permission. 